Welcome to Granddaddy Issues. This is a podcast dedicated to changing the conversation about aging, fostering innovation, and bridging the gap between generations. I'm here on a shitty day. No. Oh, okay. Sorry, my dad said I can't say that. I'm here on a lovely winter day with... The one and only, my parents, I call them Jay-Z and Beyonce because they are actually a power couple in Syracuse. <laughs> my mom was a third grade teacher, and whenever we went to Wegmans, the kids would always come up to her and treat her like she was Santa Claus um, because teachers are obviously still cool then. And so people would be like, Mom, 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 Mrs. Wickersham, Mrs. Wickersham, Mrs. Wickersham. Anyways, my dad was a high school guidance counselor, and whenever we go to Wegmans, this is sponsored by Wegmans, um, he, people would come up to him and be like, you saved my life, all this stuff. And we're just trying to get yogurt. So basically, I have Karen and Jim Wickersham here reporting live, Jay-Z and Beyonce. So one of the things I wanted to bring my parents on to talk about is that both of them had been involved with the end of life of their parents and kind of took on, you know, the point person role um, and had to handle all of these different affairs. Um, so I thought we could maybe start there. I don't really know. Where should we start with that, guys? Let's start by talking about your mom. Sure. Uh, my mom was 83 when she passed. Um, Our parents passed in the same year. Yeah, they passed in the same year. Your dad passed away in what? February. February and mine in July. So it was a big year. And two different situations. My mom was sharp as a tack till the end. And it was her third round with breast cancer. And she chose to die at home with hospice which was great and all of us i have five sisters so that was huge yeah we like were able to she do hit that. the caregiver jackpot yeah it you was. don't get that these days right so we ended up with an app on our phone called a cozy app and we all coordinated our schedules so that we could give her round of the clock care and different people that were you know working it helped with the app um we did everything from grocery shopping to just <clears throat> trying different foods that she could tolerate until the end. And it was, bars. it was really, really nice to have her home, and that was her wish. So I was glad we were able to do that. Mm -hmm. How long did that take? It was about, would you say, six months that it took her to pass? Well, she was suffering for over a year before they figured out it was the third round of cancer. Yeah, they had a hard time. Identifying, identifying what was going on. We had a little bit of a struggle with the medical community in terms of identifying what the issues were. And right. By right. the time you found out, she was already a little bit down that road. Right. And in a fair amount of pain. And on the other hand, we had Grandpa over here who had Alzheimer's forever. He would not die. Grandpa was a different story. Um, <laughs> uh, he started to... Uh, <laughs> he started to lose control of things. I'd go to his apartment in uh, New Jersey and he'd have probably six or seven scotches poured because he kept forgetting he poured <laughs> one. So there'd be all over the house. Um, he was uh, putting the um, cat, uh, he had a cat that he loved. He was putting the litter, litter and everything down the toilet and clogging up the <laughs> toilet. He was no. putting um, 
you know, regular Dawn soap in the dishwasher and overflowing it with suds. Oh, and no, I didn't know so that. So they were ready to put them in a nursing facility, which would have cost a lot of money. We moved them up to my sister. She thought she could take care of them. It didn't take long for her to to realize that he had greater needs than she could manage. So we brought him to Syracuse and put him in a nursing home, which was incredibly expensive. Um, but they took real good care of him. He had to private pay for a couple of years. I think the gamble was that um, once you go into a nursing home, you don't last for long. But he lasted for six years <laughs> and was on, uh, was on Medicaid at the end. Um, he still had a number of pensions, but uh, I would visit him two, three, four times a week. And um, um, the interesting thing about all that time was I don't think he ever lost his sense of humor. Yeah, that um, was huge. He, he would say very funny things. Uh, and he was <laughs> he still, was. he still seemed to be sharp as a tack about some things. I mean, he could sit in the hallway and they'd be playing music. He would know all the words. He would sing along. Um, but if I went around the corner uh, for just 30 seconds and appeared, he'd say, wow, you, did you just get here? So, um, but they took very good care of him. Although it was expensive, my concern was that the people that took the best care of him, the CNAs, um, were people who really didn't get paid very much money. Yeah. And um, and that was a shame because when you get to that stage in your life, when you're fragile um, and you need somebody to look after you, um, those people are, are worth a mint. They're priceless. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they'd kiss him on the forehand, on the cheek. So it was just a long time with, long time for him with Alzheimer's and... Uh, you know, the unfortunate part about the nursing home was that there were a lot of people there that just weren't themselves any longer. They would take them down to the dining hall and fill them up with food and somebody would have to feed them. They'd take them back to their room and end up changing them a little bit later. But its I don't think it's a way that any of us would want to live at the end of our lives, but you get stuck there and just can't seem to get out. So he was fortunate he had people that took good care of him. Mm-hmm. So I came across this quote the other day, and I thought it was really nice. It says, Alzheimer's sucks, but with the right light, the right angle, the right lens, it can be beautiful, too. And I think about that when you had spoken about, you know, how he never lost his sense of humor. And there were several, several funny stories, I would say, that came out of, you know, him having Alzheimer's and, you know, trying to orient himself or figure out what was going on. Um, he had such a sharp wit, so maybe you could talk about... I don't know, some highlights maybe. Some of the funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. One of them was um, he kept asking about my mom who had predeceased him by some, by some time. Um, he died when he was, what, 92, I think, and my mom died when she was 79, and they were... I thought he was like 96. I think he was 95. Yeah. Oh, Alzheimer's, <laughs> Alzheimer's is setting in next generation. Familial. <laughs> uh, but he asked about my mom, and I just didn't know how to handle it with Alzheimer's. You don't really know whether, if, you know, when it's your first experience, you don't know whether you should explain things mm-hmm. um, like, no, she passed away, which would then make him sad. Right. Or you would say that, um, no, she went to the store. And she'll be back in a little bit, and he would be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Although you knew that she didn't go to the store. Then there was 
there was one day when he asked somebody, um, he asked me, I guess, um, uh, where's my wife? And I said, she passed away. And his response was, well, did they get me a new one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know what he thought he was going to be doing, but he, you know. Um, What's that, like Leon one story or something? Oh, oh, when we first moved him in. When we first moved him in, he was still somewhat with it. And his room was across the hall from another gentleman named Leon. And there aren't too many folks out there anymore named Leon. And uh, he said to the guy, so you're Leon too, huh? And the guy says, no, I'm Leon one. You're Leon two. That's funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I think one of my favorite ones was when, you know, there would be someone across the hall that would be screaming, help me, help me. And then grandpa would reply back and go, don't help me. <laughs> well, what happens what happens is some people perseverate. They just, you know, they get stuck and they say the same thing over and over and over and over again. And uh, it's, a, it's a little sad, but it also wears on other residents and the people that work there. You know? And he so, didn't really have a filter anymore. <laughs> he didn't have a filter. He didn't, he didn't have a filter anymore, so. Yeah. He was like, am I dead yet? Oh, what about that story? How he told you he was going to die on a certain day or something that spooked you? Yeah, what did, how did that go? He said something about am I dead yet? Dead yet? And I said no. Do you do you feel like you're dying? And he go and he said not today. Or not today. Uh, maybe in a few days or no, something. No, no. He said like on the eleventh or 11th. something. He yeah, named right. He picked you said when are you gonna? When do you think you're gonna die? What's today? Yeah. What's today? Uh, maybe the eleventh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had to go back and check on him. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I I appreciate now that we had that time. I think in the middle of it, I found it an annoyance. Uh, in the sense that I had to go over there. Um, you know, a number of times a week, and and really just sit uh, and talk too, because he used to know, he used to know the other kids. He used to know that Patty was his, my sister Patty was his favorite. My older sister uh, was uh, the rich one, um, and my brother he said struggled, but he oftentimes didn't know who I was. I was. He called me George a number of times. <laughs> I didn't even I know where that. George came from, but. Did you have an uncle named George? I had an uncle named George, but. Yeah, but he would recognize your voice sometimes, and he would be like, "Are we related or like yeah, something?" Yeah, he, he thought yeah. I was his brother a lot of times. He right thought I was his father sometimes. Yeah, um, but um, well, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's better to go that way when you you gradually lose your memory and you don't really know what's going on around you. You know, I think it might be sadder if you have your full faculties and and knew your you know knew you were going. Um, Although he seemed to be stuck in a tweener state for for a while, way too long, yeah. and that was sad because he knew there was something wrong and he just couldn't when, get to the surface. When you know you that you don't know, yeah, that was scary um, for him. Yeah, and there were times where he just wanted out. Yeah, yeah. He, he threatened to kill himself about yeah. or something. Well, then that was they put him on <laughs> they put him on a suicide watch, which was uh, you know I went in and he was in a wheelchair. They said your father's on a suicide watch. He's on a what? He's on a suicide watch. He threatened to kill himself. 
well, how's he going to do that? He says, well, he was going to jump off the roof. <laughs> it's a it's a single floor building, and it's the middle of winter in Syracuse. <laughs> and the doors are locked. And he was in a wheelchair. And he's in a wheelchair. How's, how's he going to get, get to the roof? Um, you know, and he's they was going to shoot himself. <laughs> he doesn't have a gun. Does he have a gun? Does anybody in the nursing home have a gun? You know. <laughs> no. Nope. So, are you kidding? Yeah, but you spent a lot of time bringing him coffee and donuts or ice cream and he loved the cat that. well yeah. well and then there were things you did with him right with the um music on an ipad yeah ipod so music from his time that would calm him. him yeah yeah although the music sometimes being nostalgia yeah he would get teary-eyed which was interesting but he yeah. did love it he would close his eyes and sing tap his foot yeah. And the mechanical cat was a godsend also. because the robotic when he, cat. Yeah. Louis. 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 Because when he would sundown, that really calmed him down. That was wonderful. Yeah, remember he thought it jumped right off the bed? Oh, he would talk to the yeah. cat as if it were real we and pet him and the cat I, moved. and. I love you even though you're a man <laughs> and, I, and I'm a man. <laughs> Priceless, <laughs> priceless. But I love you. Oh. So. Yeah. Mom, what about telling the story about Grandma with the caregivers? Um, we were able to pretty much be there most of the time, but there were times that our schedules didn't fit. So we ended up um, hiring a woman that we knew her family and she was wonderful. And she would come in once or twice a week for a few hours so that we could either grocery shop or do whatever we had to do our own appointments. And at first, you know, when we talked to my mom about that, she was a little leery because she didn't want to feel like she had to entertain them. Yeah, that's fine. And we had to say, it's you don't have to entertain. You know, it's okay. You can yeah. just do your own thing. And, you know, she can help you out with something if you want. Or just be there if you need her. Um, but that was really lovely that we were able to keep her in her home. She was funny at the end, though. Um, when it did get close towards the end, I thought it was interesting that she didn't realize that she didn't have much time left. Oh, she didn't? Not really. Um, not until it got too late, almost. And she said, I thought I'd have more time. And within two days, we had every grandchild either in there or on the phone or FaceTiming her. Mm -hmm. And she had lovely things to say to each one of the 16 grandchildren. Um, I'll never forget when she FaceTimed you. That was so sweet. Yeah. So she really, she really kind of taught us how to die with dignity. She, she was a great patient. She, she was a abusive. great patient. <laughs> That's she hard to come by. She never complained. You know, we would even tell her, Mom, you know, it's okay to have an off day or just be angry or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's all right. But she wasn't, you know. She sometimes would get a little quiet, but she did a really wonderful job with that. And, and at the very end, when we were all around her <clears> bed, I have five sisters, so there's a lot of us and a lot of grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and all the sisters were around her bed, and she just wasn't letting go. 
And one of my older sisters was very sweet with her and told her, Mom, it's okay, you know. It's okay to let go. It's okay to go. You've done a good job. We're all in a good place. We love you very much. And she said, and her eyes are all closed, and she said, I know. And I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so she was trying to let go, but she just couldn't. But Yeah. You know, we were both fortunate because we were, you know, we were both retired. Right. Yeah. You know, right. Uh, had we been working, it would have been uh, difficult. But um, my well, father came to the nursing home in my last year of employment, and then and then I was retired. And your mother died when you'd been retired for a year. Right. A year. So so we could spend the time. Yeah. That a lot of families just can't because they have. You know, they're either out of town or they have other commitments. They have work. Um, they have their own kids. We were really kind of fortunate um, to have the time. It was difficult for some of my sisters that were still working. I mean, I feel like they had, um, you know, they felt guilty. And you really had to say, it's okay. You know, it's all right. You just do what you can do. And, yeah. and you love her when you got her. And I, I do appreciate um, all the times that we would go over there and just have tea and chat and look at old pictures and I really cherished that time in that last mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So you better hurry up and get to a stage in your life where you can retire. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Take care we're of we're closing it out pretty soon. <laughs> well, right? no, we're not. <laughs> uh, well, to any listeners, I am single, so set me up. Um, what about your end of life plans these days? You want to go into a nursing home or just kidding? I don't know. I'm not ending. I don't know. We've done a lot of talking about this since our parents have passed and thinking about baby boomer, you know, crush of people and what are we going to do and do we downsize? Do we get a one floor? you know a bedroom on one floor mm -hmm. do we live into you know move to a retirement kind of community but i really like the intergenerational aspect of mm -hmm. communities and do we get an airstream and... uh, well we can't afford that so <laughs> that's not happening drive around the country yeah, yeah. well i'd so... rather not go to a nursing home if i didn't if i could avoid it Although I don't want to put any undue stress on my family. So if there's a point in time like I maybe have dementia and I mm -hmm. don't know any of you, then maybe do that. What about uh, talking about how dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer and had to get surgery and all of that? That was kind of a wake-up call to us in terms of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mortality. Mortality, yeah. Your right. Mortality. And that happened while your dad was in the nursing home. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was very scary. Um, you know, once I found out more about it, it turned out to be a lot less scarier than I... Initially, you get the diagnosis, you think you're going to die. And, and you think that you're not ready, and your family's not ready, and, and that was... And all the things you wanted to do or yeah. have prepared weren't prepared. You kind of go through life 
taking things for granted, I think taking life for granted, and you just, it's hard to, it's hard to think about mortality yeah. until it hits you in the face. Um, it's not a pleasant thing to think about. I don't know many people that sit around thinking about, okay, what's it going to feel like when I die? Um, but when somebody tells you that, it's, I think it's scary. I, I don't know that I want mm -hmm. somebody to give me a diagnosis and find out that I've got six months to live and what my family's going to have to deal with to, you know, help me get through that, that time period. Mm-hmm. Kind of hoping I just get run over by a Wegman's truck. I'm hoping I go in my sleep. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Well, I think for you, in the beginning, you were told that yours was pretty aggressive. Yeah. And what do they say about like chicken wings? There, you had not the mild or the medium. You had the spicy they version. Said prostate cancer comes in three flavors: mild, medium, and extra spicy, <laughs> or spicy. And you've got extra spicy, so. Yeah. Um, uh, but I had uh, I had good doctors, and you know what you don't know on the front end, and what you find out on the other end are two very different things. And men, I don't know that men really talk about that. They mm -hmm. probably should talk about that a little bit more because um, um, it's quite common, very common. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you do go and you want to get hit by a truck, I would recommend that it would be Wegmans because that may have some benefits for the family that we can yeah. cash in on. I just love oh, Wegmans. Gosh. I love Wegmans. So That's great. It's a good way to go out with yeah. Wegmans. So. Um, How would you, Claire, like us to prepare for our end of life mm, as the daughter question. you don't want to like I had five sisters and that really helped my mom but you only have two brothers so yeah what, my what? brothers are shit no I'm just kidding oh. um but you're trying to like coordinate I can't even imagine um however I think we would start with the decluttering for sure I think mm -hmm. that's one thing that people don't think about. And like, they'll take you years. They have, like, people just, I mean, you accumulate so many things as yeah. you go about your life. Yeah. That's um, so true. That you think that you're going to go through later. You'll use this later on. Right. And, you know, I feel like people tend to fill the houses and the space that they have. Yeah. Over time. And in reality, there's so many things that they don't actually need. And in many times, people end up. You know, that moving into a nursing home, dying, whatever. And then, you know, their their loved ones have all this stuff to clean out and to figure out, you know, would they, you know, what was important or what do I want or um, it's just a process. Um, and I think like you guys had to do that as well in terms of, you know, Our what, parents. yeah, what do you do with all their stuff, you know, and coordinating it with siblings is difficult. Um and it's also very time-consuming, too, so you have to be able to have that time to dedicate to go through everything. Well, you'll be okay, because I thought our agreement was when one of us dies, the rest of the family has to sit shiva. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you'll be in the house for, that, what, yeah. five days or seven days <laughs> yeah. together. And uh, you know. Even though we're not Jewish? It, yeah, we're it, not Jewish, but we do like that concept. We do so like we that So we are concept. going to adopt that. Um, what was that movie? Well, we'll could, try to declutter that's my screensaver. So Do you guys aren't. Dostadning is my. What is that? That's a Swedish word for death cleaning. It's. Um, uh, Why is that your screensaver? Well, because I think that <laughs> that's we what just we're. Just went through all that what, with our uh, parents and with him with the right? cancer scare and. 
So we do know that we need to go through our house and look at it differently in a different set of eyes. Like, we don't want our kids saddled with all this Well, I'm glad you told me that that's what it stands for now, so I don't, like, later in the future when you die, I go on your computer, and then I look up what that means, and it says death cleaning. Holy shit, (laughs) that is spooky. Well, there's a lot of things we've um, acquired over the years where you might think, oh, well, the kids might be able to use this in an apartment somewhere, or... Yeah. And in, in... retrospect you probably don't want most of that stuff mm-hmm. well i i think i was a i think i was a i don't know that i was a hoarder but I would, <laughs> uh, you think i was no I, no um, I, I would put things aside uh that i thought i needed to save like old checks you know checks that you wrote and but you never went back and threw them out i didn't like every three years or some go through and throw things out you know so when i retired i started going through um files that I had from work. Just paper stuff. The old mimeograph, you know, the people probably don't, you, did no, your generation know what a mimeograph machine no, is? No. Oh gosh. We used to get a handout. It's like a copy machine, but you had to pour this goop in yeah. and set it up on, it was a roller and it would, it would, you know, spin out all the papers and huh. just copy it. But it, it had this distinct and, smell, and so when you pass huh. the papers out in class, the first kid in the row would take the <laughs> stack of papers and go, Oh, God. You know, oh, and then they pass yeah. it to the next really kid, the next kid. Really not good for you. You know, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> just a smell. So oh, I found all those God. old mimeograph papers. And you're but sniffing them downstairs. Yeah, that, <laughs> in the basement. Is, the smell is smell. gone, but that's yeah. something that some of your yeah. audience might remember, but a lot of you... Young kids aren't going to have any clue yeah. what a mimeograph machine was. Technology has definitely changed. But we yeah. definitely didn't need some things like your report cards. You got some E's on, which I didn't even know was a grade. We didn't <laughs> need mom's letters that she has from every single person ever. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I'm still going through my father's letters to my mom. Oh, yeah. Love uh, letters. Letters that were written in- during World War Two. Mm-hmm. Um, to my mom, and you, I can only like read one at a time, because they are the sappiest. <laughs> they were really. They were lovely, but people to my just don't. Dear darling little wife. <laughs> Your mom said, "If you ever call me my darling little wife." <laughs> oh my! They God. were really sweet. Yep. You can't really throw nice. those things out. Just throw them out in a big pile like you do want to go through and read them oh it was a different time you know here i'm sending you 20 bucks go out and buy yourself a nice dress yeah yeah Yeah. it was a different time and photographs holy moly i'm going through photographs of my mother's now Mm -hmm. i have a table set up in the basement and going through and it's hard to throw out people you know but it's silly to have fuzzy pictures or pictures that mm-hmm. are starting to go and yeah. um, I did start in the the first time I went through them I I put a box for each of my sisters some of my cousins and and I just started sorting them by family and then I just gave everybody a box and then some things that we all liked I put on a, a DVD and everybody had the same pictures in case they wanted to copy them yeah that's nice Yep. All right. So we really don't have an end of life plan. I don't think that we. It's me, everybody. <laughs> that would be me, the I, gerontologist. Well, I, I think you know, other than my father who went in a nursing home, both of your parents, Karen, died at home. My mom died at home. Um, most of the 
I think most of our family members, the only other person I can think of is my grandmother who died in a nursing home. But everybody, you know, outside of my grandmother and my father, I don't know of anybody. My grandparents both died in a nursing home. Did they really? Mm-hmm. My dad's parents. Hmm. Yeah. So I think the gamble is that. But not my mom's. The gamble is, is you're either going to have a heart attack or a stroke or, or, or cancer or something that you're going to end up dying at home. So we really don't have any uh, long-term care insurance policies or... Yeah, We've saved, cool. but um, I guess you have to travel more, love your kids more, spend more time with family, and put some happy music on and do a little decluttering. <laughs> <laughs> words of wisdom. Great words of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I think that's a wrap. Okay. Unless there's any fun, like, anything else you guys think of that we should cover. No, I just don't want you guys to feel saddled with us when we're older. Yeah. So I think we'll continue thinking about how can we... Die faster. No, I don't (laughs) want to die faster. I just don't want to be a burden. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the main concern that a lot of people have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll try to edit this, so that's okay. not how we leave off. But Alrighty, love you. Okay, love you too. Signing off. <laughs>